Newcastle's best childhood centres, The Little Unicorn. Explore, play, discover, grow. Enrol now. Supporting Newcastle's only mum's radio show. I got it from my mama. With Beck and Sarge. Welcome to this week's show all about self-esteem. I had none growing up, Beck. How did you go? Oh, that's a bit sad. <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, one of my main issues with self-esteem as a youngster was I was fine as a toddler, but then uh, I was a massive guts um, <laughs> and ate a lot of sweets and got really fat in my primary school years. And I didn't realise because no one ever tells you when you're a kid, but whenever you're different at school, you're going to get picked on. So I was picked on as um, the rotund child. Actually, I'm not sure if you remember the little cartoon Fat Albert. Oh, my God. <laughs> Every time... <laughs> I would walk out to the playground when I was a little kid. They used to sing, dun 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 fat Albert. <gasps> That's horrendous. And my best friend was the skinniest girl in school, which was, um, yeah, that was some strange irony. But uh, they used to call us fat and skinny. Oh, <laughs> kids are so cruel. So that really battered down my self-esteem. But they're saying that these days it's really important for us to be instilling uh, self-esteem in our children uh, to do with their uniqueness from a young age because one of the main reasons is because of this online bullying, yeah. which has really stepped bullying up from the old days when they, actually, they had to actually get up the confidence to yell Fat Albert at you, didn't they? Oh now they can do it behind <laughs> the keyboard. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, it's really – all bullying is really accessible now to everybody and it, it follows people home. It's not just in the playground. But yeah. um, I, I've heard with self-esteem, and I look my my kids are pretty young still. Same with you, but yeah. um, I I know there's a lot of chatter about um, making sure that you um, bring your child up to be proud of who they are and um, focusing more on um, other up uh, their other characteristics, so not just their looks and okay. things like that. Yeah. Do you know what though? I find that really tough. Yeah. Really, really tough because. Um, especially with my little girl, which sounds really dreadful, and um, and I try to change, say certain things, but at the same time, I constantly find myself saying, "Oh, aren't you beautiful, darling?" Yes, you look me too. I do too. Yeah, and I say, "Brush your hair so you'll be I know, beautiful." I know. And then, and then my, my brush your teeth so they don't turn bl- turn black and fall that's out. Right. And, <laughs> and so you're constantly focusing on looks, aren't you? Yeah, and that's, a little that's, bit. That's going to build them down if they mm. suddenly don't have these and. Um, and my sons will say, what's all that makeup you're putting on? And, you know, you probably shouldn't be showing them all that. And I don't know. But, look, Absolutely I, showing them that we feel that we aren't good enough right. with that stuff on our face. And That's right. But you do that every day. Before you know? I had kids, I didn't even think about those mm. things. And now when I stand in front of a mirror and I put my foundation on and my daughter mimics to do the same mm. on her porcelain little perfect face I think oh my god what this Mm. is bad I know but then you know in saying that then you know you can look at it are we putting too much pressure on ourselves once again as parents because I then look at that and think well what's wrong with looking after yourself what's wrong with taking a bit of care with yourself what's wrong with putting some makeup on to make yourself maybe feel better it doesn't always have to be because you're ashamed of yourself that's it can true be that it just perps you up a little bit yeah which is great it, I, there's nothing that i like more personally it sounds very superficial of me but then putting on a new outfit yeah and feeling good about myself there's nothing i like better or going out so and getting your nails done right. it just gives you a bit of a lift absolutely so i'm not prepared <laughs> to go out with a hessian bag on just because i don't want to sh- show my daughter that that she shouldn't be wearing beautiful clothes because it's not all about beauty. 
because it's because it can be and there are beautiful things in this world and so I don't know I think we I think it's just a, one of those really tough parenting decisions I guess uh, part of it with building self-esteem is focusing on their other qualities and reiterating yeah, them all the time we're going to talk to uh, JC Stanley coming up later in the show she's a mum who's written a book called where am I most beautiful it's Dr. a great Ricky. message for kids so we'll talk to her later <laughs> in the show coming up next Dr Ricky Ellie a favourite of ours from the Hummingbird Centre. We'll talk about building your child's self-esteem and how you can do it. I got it from my mama with Beck and Sarge on Apple, Spotify and nhmnewcastlehuntermamas.com. Thanks to our sponsors, The Little Unicorn, offering quality early childhood education for children aged between six weeks and five years of age with a focus on fun play-based learning. The Little Unicorn Centres have been designed with your child in mind. At The Little Unicorn, you can have peace of mind that your little one will develop the skills they need for school and life. Thelittleunicorn.com.au at Honeysuckle, Broadmeadow and soon to be Charlestown Square. I got it from my mama with Beck and Sarge on Apple, Spotify and nhmnewcastlehuntermamas.com. We are so inspired as always to have Dr. Ricky Elliott join us from the Hummingbird Centre. So important to teach kids from a young age how to build their self worth and confidence because I guess it's something that underlies a lot of other conditions like anxiety or depression when you're older. And I, I do spend session after session talking about self worth and what can happen after someone's been bullied for a long time is it becomes part of your own internal um, dialogue and it's like. They, you carry on the own, the bullying within your own self. So you bully wow. yourself by the way that we speak for ourselves and beat ourselves up for things and that can underlie a lot of mental health conditions when we're older. So I think it's a great topic to be talking about. Mel and I were talking before about ways that we thought, in our own opinion, that you, we could help our own children being quite young um, or mm-hmm. under seven. And we had spoke, touched on the fact that um, it should be more important maybe to emphasise their other, other qualities, not just how beautiful they are or this kind of thing. Or, or Is there sort of ways that you can do that? Because I personally like, like the fact that I can say to my daughter, oh, you're so lovely, you know, that kind of thing. But is this like do's and don'ts that on speech that we should be not saying to make the risk of causing detriment to their self-esteem or, you know, that kind of thing? Just watch how we praise our kids. Um, we can we can sometimes go the other way and over-praise kids, I think, in an effort mm-hmm. to boost their self-esteem. So what? just as a basic rule of thumb, just grab your kids at times where they're not doing anything particularly exciting and just cuddle them and just say, I, I love you just for being you or I'm just so proud of, you for you or just moments when you catch them being kind or thoughtful rather than praise for um, doing something in particular or achieving something or running fast or or so that they learn that that they're they're loved and they're worthwhile just for being who they are um, rather than what they achieve or the things that they do or the things that they they look pretty that day and that kind of thing. To be honest, I hadn't been parenting in this fashion in the past. Uh, my kids are still young, so I can make up for it. But since I've written, I've read uh, JC's book, Where Are You Most Beautiful? And that talks about 
things that you can do to make you beautiful, be kind to your siblings, uh, you know, help mum. Then lately when she's been doing things that are loving to her sibling, I say, some of that's what makes you beautiful. You understand? And she says, yes. Mm. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's, That's perfect. Yeah, to promote those things, just of kindness and the basic values that we want from them rather than external achievements. So what about um, when your child gets a little bit older, what are some effective ways to um, make sure that they're coping with their self-esteem and or coping with, with growing up and that their self-esteem's intact? One of the things I think that would be good to be able to teach kids is really embracing making mistakes that all mm. human beings, all people, we all, when no one is perfect, we all make mistakes. And that it, and it's okay to make mistakes. Um, so, so just as parents watching our stress and our reaction to when they make little mistakes at home or at school, and just to really validate that it's okay if they made the wrong choice or their feelings got the best of them in the moment. That we all make mistakes, and how can we learn from this in in the and grow from it, um, rather than coming down too hard on them for mistakes. Because I think that's a big thing that it, that older people and adults and teens they beat themselves up for mistakes, and that then becomes a fear of not trying new things or yeah. if you're not good enough at things. That's one thing I like to do. Uh, talking positively about our own selves in front of kids, you know, if you're debriefing about something with your partner and they're in earshot, be very careful about you know if you you know we all know that as as women we shouldn't be commenting on our weight in front of kids and things like that, but. If you made a mistake at work or you're worried about something coming up, um, just role modelling um, that kind of stuff and not role modelling that self-beater. Parents often fear if, you know, the children are bullied at school. We can't protect our children from, from life, can we? No, and, and, and we want to. <laughs> Every day when they go to. to school, I think, oh, what will happen in, you know, daycare today or all these things that you can't control and you think, oh, my God, my precious baby. <laughs> exactly. And we can't prevent a lot of that stuff. And I think what's important, I was trying to talk about, is what's more important than anything happening to kids is that, that they have this, when they're out exploring a lot, is they have a safe, supportive relationship with at least one parent um, where they can come in and feel comfortable enough to to release the sadness or frustration or feelings of failure or whatever's happened and have an adult comfort them and offer empathy and understanding and then coach them through how to manage it again if it happens, you know, what they, how they're going to manage it if it happens again, if it's a bullying incident or whatnot. So that's more important than the, than the actual event. Even when it's trauma, um, you know, they've done studies of kids that went through World War Two bombings and things like that. They do find if they've got pet supportive parents. Um, so it doesn't matter what mm. happens to them to some extent if they've got that safe relationship to come in. And then to go through small challenges in childhood or adolescence and you, with a loving parent to support you through it and help you manage your feelings, that's really good preparation for adulthood. So if Love nothing it. happens to your child in childhood or adolescence, while they've got this safe, supportive, nurturing relationship with their parents around them, it's much harder for them to cope with challenges 
that are ha- inevitably going to happen in adulthood. Time. It's going to happen at work mm. with children, Absolutely. with partners. So it's it's not a bad thing that they go through little they go through challenges or a little bit of bullying or something to navigate how to handle complex workplaces and complex adult relationships. What about my daughter who's only three and was recently told that she had fat legs? I'm not sure who said it to her, but she told my mother. How do you handle something like that with a three-year-old? Yeah, that's really hard, isn't it? So we always, but what we've got to be careful in any situation like that is that it would trigger us. Like, it, like I'm not sure what oh, happened okay. to Giselle, but if it was yeah. my daughter, I would be angry and upset that someone has said that. So part of my protective um, self as a mum would, would want to say, who said that to you? I and did. That's what I said. <laughs> That's what I said. Let me eat them. I keep pushing it. Like, and then just when she thinks I'm not going to ask, I say, Summer, when did this happen? <laughs> yeah, that's your instinct. Your instinct mm. to protect will kick into So what we just want to do is make sure that we so we try and set our feelings aside and our anger and our worry and try and focus on how they're feeling. Like, oh, that wasn't very nice. Like, what was that like for you? Or did that might have made you feel a bit sad? Or focus on what it was like for them and kind of trying to sit with that and then just more slowly and gently trying to figure out, you know, who it was, what happened to work out whether you, you need to intervene or, mm. or not. Um but it's often her and just what was that like? So if your child's being bullied, it doesn't matter what age, what was it like for them? What was that like for you? Putting a, an emotion, a, a label to the emotion for them. That's the beginning of emotional intelligence. It's a, an, an adult putting a label to what you might be feeling or experiencing so they can understand it and just trying to offer empathy and understanding and if she needs to say anything more about the situation, that you're just present in that, being there with that before going on to will I speak to preschool or what would you like me to do about it? So it's, it's, an old, mm, it's not so much the fixing, it's the acknowledgement. No, it's the acknowledgement. And older children, you three year old be okay, but older children, if the parent jumps in with anger and then wants to fix it or tells the child forcefully what to do or says I'm going into the school or I'm seeing the parent, over time they're the kids who at, at my work don't want to talk to their parents about when stuff goes wrong because mm. one they want to avoid the parent's anger reaction or anxious reaction or two they don't want the parent to interfere or they or they perceive their parents going to make it worse so if those kids yeah. stop talking to their parents about stuff what happens when you stop talking to a parent about stuff happens it makes the book worse for the child um and so a big part of my job is I don't want kids just to come in and tell me what's going on. I want them to be able to utilise their parent as that resource. So part of it is just mm. training parents in how to just be with rather than trying to fix. But it's with loving intentions we want to fix because we're trying to protect. Spending quality time with your kids and telling them they're loved and all that, that's huge in self-esteem. They say self-esteem begins when you're a baby, when you look up at your mum or dad and they look back at you with delight. your face is a mirror to who they are that I am lovable I am worthy of your delight so with all that stuff that we would do every day without even thinking is all part of it and playing with kids and delighting in them is a huge thing that promotes their self-esteem from a young age 
So it's not just verbal, it's non-verbal as well. That how you how, when you pick them up from daycare or whatever, and your face is delighted, and your arms are open to see them. Like it's Aww. simple everyday thing too. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Ricky. Okay. Right. Look bye, after guys. yourself. See ya. Bye. bye. I got it from my mama with Beck and Sarge on Apple, Spotify, and NHM NewcastleHunterMamas.com. JC Stanley is the author of Where Are You Most Beautiful? We just read the book and it is absolutely divine. We loved it, didn't we, Beck? Yeah, I read it to my three-and-a-half-year-old little boy. Yes. Did he love it? He was so cute. He was just sitting there and he said, he's a big movie buff, I have to say. So he he turned around and went, beauty, oh, beauty, like beauty and the beast. And, (laughs) And then in the end, I think he was very intrigued by the fantastic mirror on the uh, very back. <laughs> it suckers them right in. All, uh, it's a yeah. you know, big hit with all the little ones, yeah. Yeah, I'm I think glad that's a he great idea. It. He did, and I really enjoyed reading it to him because I like books. These days, books, and we borrow a lot of books from the library for, to read to my children. Do you? Yep, every night we read a different book. And, um, and you're because, so old. School. Well, I just I feel yeah. like you're from the fifties. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I just find that it it, it, in a it good draws way. In a them good in way. to have a different book each each night okay. instead of the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I agree. Don't you agree? And so I find, but the ones that I really I'm going to the library. The by most, the way, I'm going to be a better mother. <laughs> the ones I enjoy. The I'm most, writing it on my hand. Go uh, to the library, Sarge. Shush uh, you. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. The ones I enjoy the most um, are the ones that have meaning, and then we like to talk about it after and about what the book might have meant to them. And this book I'm really excited to read to the other two because I really think it's super important. It's such a big message these days, you know, with Instagram and all the rest of it around. This is huge. So can you tell us a bit about it from your point of view? Exactly what you said. It's all about sparking that conversation to open, you know, the doors to what's really important. That's our values and, um, you know, the, the kind of person that we are rather than what we look like. Um, So it's about instilling that from an early age. It's about, you know, giving them positive body image, um, higher self-esteem as possible. If we can give that to our children from an early age, um, they have less to get over when they get grown up, really. Absolutely. I love that message. Yeah. Yeah. When when JC and I were chatting previously, Beck, we talked about how um, you know, both of us may have not, and probably you included, God knows why, because I think you're a supermodel, but, um, (laughs) you know, we didn't feel like we had the best body image from a younger age. And when you grow older, it's almost like um, that becomes part of your subconscious. And then from that older age, it's really hard to get rid of it then and change the way you're wired. Yeah, absolutely. And I think me, I was always, I was actually, I was always a fat kid and I I knew exactly where I stood with that and I was okay with it. My grandma always taught me, we all bleed red, JC, Um, you know, it it doesn't matter what you look like. And then I grew up and I lost weight and then all of a sudden I was treated differently. Wow. Um, It's actually unbelievable. Yeah, me too, actually. Yeah, me too. You're treated differently and this day and age is so superficial. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It's just such a superficial, shallow world and... You know, I have to remind myself, um, co- like not constantly, but every now and again, I have to check in and go. It doesn't matter what I look like, I'm yep. still, you know, my self worth. You know, really- I've been trying to teach my kids are, are quite young, but I've been trying to say, Kate, like the the little basics, like no pointing for starters. Yeah. Nobody's allowed to point in our family unless they mm. see a bird. 
right? That's yeah. the only that time you're allowed to point. But mm-hmm. they're not – and we try to explain about um, – how everybody is different and how boring life would be if we were all the same. And I think this book is so fantastic because it opens up so many different conversations that you can have with them about bullying and self-image and all those really horrible things that are going on and that are wrong with the world these days. So congratulations to you. Thank you. I'm very excited about it. Thank you. And it's been received really well. We launched on Sunday. Awesome. Yeah, get I love it. Young. We love so much about it. Um, in particular, um, the back um, part of the book where you invite participation, where you say, yeah. what yeah. things do you do that make your heart beautiful? And also the mirror in the back, mirror, mirror in the book. It does not matter how I look. My beauty comes from deep inside and from those who matter, it will never hide. Just beautiful. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I've got mum goosebumps. And, and I love it because, you know, and I've got goosebumps. It's, you know, the other thing that's really great about this book and this, you know, everybody get on board because there, there is when you've got really young kids, they get bored really easily. Mm. And they this do. has not got too many words on yeah, one page, true. which yeah. I like to look at. Yeah. But mm. comes and have you noticed pictures. the only thing, I actually can't get my son to read this unless I bribe him. <laughs> and the only reason he will read this now and the deal is only if I can find the dog and dot yes. mum on every page. I love it. I, I noticed oh. that. How cool is yeah. that when, they, when books do that? Because it's yeah. really important because that's what it gets does. my kids drawn in. Oh. It yeah. is. And yeah. that's why I did it because, you know, all of the books that he brings out every single night and wants to read over and over and over again <laughs> um, are because, you know, it goes into the illustrations or the different things to do. Yeah. Like, honestly, Wacky Wednesday, if I have to read that one more time, <laughs> there's no particular message in that book, but yeah. he just loves it because there's so many different things to find and do on the pages. So yeah. that was a really important element for me because I yeah. want these children to fall in love with it and to just want to, um, you know, completely immerse themselves in every inch of the whole page. Yeah, well, I think you've achieved that. Yeah. So well done. Yeah. I'm very impressed. <laughs> JC Stanley, where are you most beautiful? We can't wait for your follow-up books. Uh, find her online and go to NHM Newcastle Hunter Mama's Facebook socials to win a copy. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having Thanks, me, ladies. Jason.